0: It's time for Dr. Lisa gives a shit, and I give a shit. How are you guys doing? You know, this is a pre-record because I am going to uh, Tijuana to help rescue dogs with my friend Holly from Waggy Tails Rescue, and I'm going to have Holly on in a few weeks, and we're going to talk about all that and stuff. But I'm, I'm very pumped and anti- I'm, anticipa- I'm in an anticipatory phase. So I've got one of my co, you know, one of our Radio Free Brooklyn hosts, hosts of John B. Lerner, host of The Next Big Thing, which is a very, very popular. It's a two-hour show and it's mostly talk. And uh, so um, I'm going to introduce you in a second, but first I want to remind you that you are listening to Radio Free Brooklyn in case you did not know that. And Radio Free Brooklyn is the best station in the Western Hemisphere. And I know that because I keep checking. I check all the stations, but only in this hemisphere. So, um, but we really count on, you know, it's a rough time, and we really count on listeners Uh, to help us with our 501c tax deductible donations so please go to radiofreebrooklyn.org and check us out and you know we we just appreciate the support if you want to give us 50 cents we will be grateful just for the acknowledgement and the 50 cents which we really desperately need frankly thank you so I'm going to bring in actually uh, someone I uh, I uh, enjoy very much and have a lot of respect for, John B. Lerner. Hi, John B. Hi.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. I can't believe you've been in- with the station since 2016, and this is the first time you've been on the show?
1: I know. I feel like I finally made the cut. <laughs> Hardly.
0: Are you ready to be grilled, though?
1: <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to... Open my heart and soul.
0: I I have no doubt. Okay, so here's the thing, you guys, you guys, you listener guys. Uh, I've known John quite a while now. Two thousand sixteen. You do the math. <laughs> and, but you know, and I know John is somebody. I know John is John. But because I was going to interview him today or do a therapy session with him, really. Uh I did some research on John and I went through his uh his resume. You know, you go to uh what is what's your website?
1: Uh Jonathan B. dot com.
0: Yeah, if you go there you can find all out all about him. And I found out a lot of stuff about our good friend John. Uh first of all, he's ridiculously talented. He's ridiculously talented. He's an incredible singer. Uh, I was just, right before we got on, I was like, how come you never went, how come you didn't go on Broadway? And then he told me that, like, it's it's a shitty lifestyle. And, and he explained why. And I, I I think he made the right choice by not trying to be a Broadway per- Broadway performer? Being a Broadway performer sucks. Um <laughs> But anyway, uh, you you should go check out all the things he's done. I mean, it's a very impressive list of of all sorts of things. He's he's considered a singer, actor, conductor, director, and a personality. Uh, but the thing, the thing, also the thing that I found out is that John, although though I, he's exhibited great leadership skills at our radio station he's on the management team and he's done a lot to really make things happen for other people at the station and i see that this is kind of a theme throughout his life so that's what i'm i'm gonna say about john john is also very humble and modest how but you you know what i'm saying john you'll own that can you own that
1: no, I mean, yeah, that's a very nice nice thing to say, I think.
0: But but it makes sense. I'm not the only person that says it, right? You've heard these things
1: before. Well, what what did what caught your eye that made you think that I do other, do stuff for other people? Not to say that I am against that.
0: <laughs> well, there's just, you know, I've thought that you have uh, a real compassion for other people and and look kind of a big brother looking out for people attitude at the station and that you've taken a lot of initiative and seem deeply interested in making things happen. And I see, um, you know, there's other quotes uh, from other people about you. And I can't remember off. uh, I don't want to pass. I don't want to test. test. Maybe, well, what's interesting is that your uh, website sort of conveys that message, even though you are probably not that aware of that.
1: Well, that's interesting. I mean, I I love collaboration. I also have always been, you know, kind of, I've always believed that you got to make things happen, like, you know, theater, uh, for example. Yeah, you know, if you're going auditioning, that's great, but you can't just audition if, you know, and wait for someone to give you the part. You got to put on a show yourself. But it's funny you mentioned a big brother role. That's, that definitely hits home because I'm the youngest of five kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and like i just remember when i was probably with like the first 10 to 12 years of my life longing for a younger sibling longing oh, for I someone bet, to look out right? for and yeah to look out oh, for that's and so interesting see that makes
0: around. sense okay yeah. so here's the thing um first of all i want people i want people to know what your radio show is about and what time it's on so tell us a little bit about your radio show
1: Sure. So it's called The Next Best Thing. It's on every Monday night from 10 to midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's a two-hour show. Uh, The first hour is usually dedicated to kind of going through the past week, current events, what's in the news, what's going on in the world, Um, kind of in a, you know, comic, you know, making fun of basically what's going on in the news. And then the second hour is either... I welcome in a guest or we do like a deep dive into a particular subject and it can be anything from like, you know, psychics. Are they real? Are they fake? Uh, you know, a movie review, um, anything like that. But we usually focus in in the second hour somehow.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And there's also music interspersed in throughout as well.
0: So say the time again so we all remember.
1: Sure. It's Monday night uh, from 10 to midnight Eastern. The On next
0: Okay, then the uh, the next thing, um, I wanted, I, I don't know, I really want people to hear, like, I didn't realize what a profoundly talented uh, accomplished, like, you have serious training, you can sing. So, uh, hey, kids, I asked John to play two minutes of the song Vincent that he has pre-recorded with I don't know, it's done as it's a very good quality recording.
1: It's um, a live recording. I just it's put that a up. Live
0: there. recording? Did you perform that live? Yeah. Where the, yeah,
1: back in the day. This was in Indiana. It was an ad hoc recital. So oh, it's kind wow. of yeah.
0: Okay, so are you ready? Do you wanna cue that up? Sure. All right. Let's do it. Two minutes, guys. I'm not hearing this. Are you?
1: You're not hearing it.
0: Were you? Let's see.
1: I was. It's. I have like, yeah, share sound. Sorry. Oh no no no. If you're not hearing, then it's not recording. Uh, let's see. Let's try one more time, shall we? Anything?
0: John. Yeah, you're not. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to pull the plug on this. Okay. Let's.
1: <laughs> oops. I I can put it in after the fact if you want or or not.
0: Yeah. Let's do it. Uh. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. So
1: let's, let's pretend get- we just heard it. Hmm. Do you want to pretend we just heard some of it? Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: Okay. So anyway, John, so here's the thing. This is what I want to know about you, John. Are you ready for this? Ready. Okay. So deep into the personality, who, who, I'm going to find out, I'm going to find out who the real John Lerner is now that I'm armed with your bio. I've got, I've got questions about this. Okay. So what's really what when I've been thinking, I have a theory about you, well let, let's see if it's how it plays out. So you're a native of Mission Hills, Kansas. That's right. Tell me about what mission growing up in Mission Hills, Kansas, is like?
1: Well, so Mission Hills is a one of like many so here's how I describe it to people. So New York City, everyone knows, is made up of the five boroughs, and Kansas City, is made up of at least a dozen or more really tiny little cities, both in Kansas and Missouri. So Mission Hills is one of the easternmost cities in Kansas, meaning I could walk literally from my house down the block and cross a street called State Line and be in Missouri. Ah. So, so yeah, so I was really, it's a suburb of Kansas City, Missouri, and I I lo- Growing up at the time, I never had any strong feelings one way or the other. I didn't. I was never like one of those kids who just hated where he came from and couldn't wait to get out of there. But I, you know, never appreciated it much either until I left for college, um, at which point I came to appreciate it. And I still do, because honestly, I think it's a hidden gem, Kansas City. Really? I think there's, like, what yeah. about it? There are tons, there's just a lot going on. They've got a lot of theater organizations, a lot of, uh, there's tons of arts in the Crossroads Arts District. Um, They have this thing called First Fridays in the city where every first Friday night of the month, they have this uh, huge outdoor art-like festival. They have the Plaza Art Fair. There's just a lot going on that, um, and it's, you know, nice people. There's a community sense. You Mm -hmm. can... So
0: there's, so there's a lot of cultural uh, organizations, and is, is it easy to um, navigate? Like you you can just kind of get to know everybody and be part of something culturally? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, in terms of like, you need a car. That's for sure. Well, but, but yeah, <laughs> talking on a
0: on a personal level. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Like when I go no, home. If you have a I, car,
0: you've got friends. If you, peop, is that what <laughs> is it's like New York? You know, where do you live? Do people are like you got a no, car? Okay, then we it's can
1: definitely get, not like New York in that regard. Like, but but I can, you know, when you I go know, home, for example, and I walk the dog. You know, I can definitely, oh, you know, I know who lives in most of the houses. Let's put it that way.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Okay.
1: One thing I do have to say, though, about where, because, like, where I grew up is honestly a very unique little armpit of Kansas. Mm -hmm. So, So when I left for college, and I went to Indiana, it's not like I went to the big city, But Mm -hmm. people would come there from, you know, all over the country. And what I would tell people but I was from Kansas and I would see them kind of, you know, picture farmland and just all a vast array of nothingness. I'd be like, no, that's not really how it is. It's it's, you know, you have no idea. Turns out most of Kansas really is that way. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I've come. Yeah. I mean, like I'm on the far east part. And there's the whole state to the west of us. And a lot of it is very conservative. So
0: you, so it is, so you mean you lived where there were a lot of people, but most of Kansas is, I've been through Kansas in a car, corn, 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 more corn, but you didn't know that growing up?
1: Well, I knew that it was, you know, I knew it wasn't New York, but I assumed that, hey, you know, I'm from Kansas. I, I assumed it was a lot more kind of.
0: Didn't you, you ever? You, you didn't travel around Kansas when you lived there. Is that what you're no. you are telling? me? No,
1: well, not very much. No, what? Where no, did the you I travel to?
0: So you are the youngest of five. What did your parents do?
1: Uh, my dad is a pulmonologist.
0: A doctor.
1: Yeah, he he has a private practice, and uh, my mom was a nurse practitioner. But she basically became a stay-at-home mom when, uh, you know, she had five kids.
0: After the fifth kid, maybe <laughs> right. after the second. How could you not uh, be a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, so exactly. So you were the baby of five. So what's your relationship with your brothers and sisters? Are you guys...
1: Um, so my brother's the oldest. He's nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. And then there's three sisters in the middle. And I'm pretty close with my sisters. My brother, you know, the age gap. Right. Yeah. So we were never that close, but... um. We're also just so different really polar opposites
0: what's he like
1: um
0: well somebody from Kansas
1: well no not even like it's not he's he's just very he's more
0: traditional
1: introverted
0: uh-huh
1: more introverted and he's less kind of I don't know I will say this you know I there's a lot about him I'm jealous of he he's a great artist. He's a great, um, you like know, he can write visual songs artist? like I can. not Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he always was, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he does all sorts of art now. But like even when we were, you know, kids, like he could sketch stuff. I cannot draw for the life of me. Mm. I, I wouldn't even, like in school, I wouldn't even try. I wouldn't doodle. I would just Did write it words. Did it seem
0: like really cool that he could do that was sort of magical? Yeah. Was that sure. intimidating almost?
1: No. In fact, it was something that I felt like we could maybe relate, like connect on the fact that I did admire that about him.
0: Because uh, I,
1: there's not a, you know, there's a lot I don't admire about him.
0: What's that? Well, what do you, can you ask you that, John, but can you can you give us no. a general idea without saying, uh, we don't yeah, want yeah. you to say anything not nice about your brother, but is it a Personality thing, or is it like he's? Can can you give us just a broad, broad?
1: Yeah.
0: His politics. He's just not warm. He's not. A, he's a no. Distant, it's not his politics. He's a distant yeah. guy. Does he he's live there? He's distant, and he
1: can be mean.
0: He can be mean.
1: Yeah. Okay. To be perfectly frank.
0: And what does he do?
1: <laughs> Funny, he's a teacher, which I never saw coming. I still question why he's a teacher. Not mm-hmm. not because he's bad at it. I don't know how good he is. But like, I minored in music education. Like, you have to really want to teach to teach like high school, I think.
0: He teaches high school.
1: He, yeah.
0: And so English. this is interesting because I, uh, I think, you know, it's interesting because you had kind of your dad and him maybe as male role models.
1: Well, my yeah, yeah, my dad and him are very different too,, mm-hmm. like dad my dad like? is very warm. well, he's exactly what you described earlier he he was the oldest, he had two younger sisters, and he was nurturing he was kind, so kind, and like, you know, a leader
0: so so how did you and so how did him and your brother get along? What was their relationship like?
1: It was good because it was almost it was good because my brother was the firstborn they shared a love of baseball. My dad you know coached his team, and then as he got older, he basically uh became like the team owner almost He would sponsor the team and also pay when they would travel to tournaments and stuff. My dad would any of the teammates who maybe couldn't afford to travel, he would you know quietly pay for them and pay stuff like it. that yeah
0: so uh did so would your dad say that he was mean
1: to me Dad
0: see that say that your brother was mean
1: he would certainly anyone who's ever met I mean everyone knows my brother's not kind to me
0: is he mean to you in particular or is he mean in general
1: both but to me in particular
0: and did anyone defend you
1: so that okay so no
0: and what about that?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's an unfortunate thing, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. You know why I'm at, first of all, before we go further, I just want to say, um, and I never assume anybody's sexual orientation, but um, yes, what is yours? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I, don't don't I was technically bisexual, but I definitely am more gay than straight.
0: Okay. Have I you ever had a girlfriend? Oh, yeah. In yeah. the last 10 years?
1: Not in the last 10 years, no.
0: Uh are you in a relationship now?
1: Nope.
0: But Pandemic. your last partner was a guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, okay. But
1: remarkably, he was, he, he, let me, that's an interesting story. So telling my brother about that, I was a freshman or sophomore in college, and I re- went to his house and told him, and he openly said that he was, that he, was surprised I had the courage to do that, and he respected that. So that was never really a an issue.
0: No, no, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get the feeling it is. I, I mean, the feeling I get is that, you know, that you're very comfortable with it, which is why it's kind of, I, you know, it, I mean, I thought I pretty much thought you were. I mean, maybe we even talked about. It, I thought you were gay. But but I but I but I but that's not like John. He's gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like some people are more um, sexually. Uh, that's more the forefront of who they are. And sure, you're sure, sure. you know I mean you're you're just more. Integ- you seem very integrated about your sexuality, whatever that is. You know yeah, what I mean? I Like you, feel, you seem like it's not a not an issue, and you're, you know, it is what it is. You're exactly. human. You have, you're sexual. You're a human being, and there we go. Yeah. Uh, no big deal. But that's but my. I, impression. But I
1: definitely know what you're saying. Like I have friends who, you know. Being gay is a very prominent part of their lives, a very part of who they are, and it's incorporated and I, into. And I, I
0: think some people have a lot more, ish, you know, trauma based on it, like pushback, or yeah. they've had hard. They have, they've had to prove something, or they're just maybe it's just more part of who they are. It's more that what they think about. I I don't think that's an issue either way for you. I just mm-hmm. wanted to put that. I just wanted to have that on the table. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that I, after I like really thought about you today and looked at your, as you know, all the, your accomplishments and who, what I know about you and guys, we, you, you listener people like John and I have never like hung out just me and him we've hung out in groups and stuff like that so i am getting to know John a lot whatever you see it's happening in the moment right here whatever you hear so the thing the thing is is that i i am surprised about i'm going to say your modesty and humbleness and you're, um, you know, I think of somebody who has the background that you do, just would be likely more aggressive and assertive and get out of my way. And you're, you're very, you're very like, you want to get along with everybody really well, which you do. Do you do you know what I mean? Does that make sense to you?
1: For sure being assertiveness is something i consciously trying and, and incorporate into my life a lot. Do you feel like you're not I assertive
0: try. enough? Yes. You do. Sometimes.
1: Well yeah, what i mean but but honestly it's kind of a it's tricky because like my nature is to get along with people. It, that that's not like something i have to really think about or try about like that's my go to. That's where i'm comfortable. Right. And it's like I, I don't know. That's just kind of my natural state is to get along with people. But what t- sucks is that, like, you know, people say, like, oh, you know, you're non-threatening and you just got this vibe about you and th- non-threatening. I mean, I don't want to be threatening ever, but then when it, I need them to do something, you know what I mean? Or I, I yeah. have a need that I need. Yeah. And but I you're try not and afraid to it. ask
0: for things.
1: I just, you know what it is.
0: I don't think you're you're hesitant to ask for something that you want. I just don't feel like if I say no to you that you're going to beat me up or that I'm not afraid of saying. You know, I think I think that's what what we're talking about. So I'm going to blame that on your brother. What do you think?
1: Well, but when it becomes a problem is when like if I say I need something and someone says, "Yeah, but I mean, is that that's not really that important." I don't say yes. It is. Okay. You know what I mean, okay. Like that's when I really do. That's when I need to kind of drop the genie or whatever. And I, it's interesting when you said like who stood up for you. I hadn't really thought of it that way before, but, but I think that that's probably why part part of why I don't have more of a like. Look, here's what's happening. Here's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Period.
0: I mean, I mean, I'm not saying you should be any different because I personally feel more comfortable with you than people who are like what are we're talking pushy. who are more like pushy. So I right. mean, I always I I personally I'm really glad that you are the way you are. Uh, but I imagine, you know, um, particularly as a performer and stuff that, uh, you know, not as a human being, but maybe there are a few things that you could be, you know, pushy. That, you know, being pushy, being pushy on a certain level would help you in certain ways. Well, not even being terror.
1: pushy, but being assertive when other people are being pushy.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to, I don't want you to feel like, I think you should be different, or I'm being critical. I'm just saying, like oh, no, I, no, think no. Advoc- I think you could advocate. I think we're we're talking about advocating for yourself. And you, you do you want? Have you thought? And it's something you think about too.
1: Yeah, but it's not even so much advocating for myself. That's a different thing, like self promotion. I'm very uncomfortable with that. Yes. And I don't. Yes. Yeah. Like right. even on Facebook and stuff like that. It's like when I make a, like I. If I were to post, very few times have I ever posted something of like myself singing, but whenever I do it, the the like comment is justifying it somehow. Kind justifying it and making fun of it. And I don't know. I just am bad at it. And that's kind of the whole point of social media. You got to push it. You got to promote yourself.
0: Well, I mean, that's why I was so surprised when I heard you singing because I was like, I mean, what my thought was, I'm going to post this tomorrow. Well, if I wasn't going to San Diego, but I'm going to post it on like the Radio Free Brooklyn, you know, internal website. And then everybody will be like, I didn't know John could do that. Whereas like people promote a lot less. But I mean, I'm not trying to say whether it's good or bad. I mean, we, we are not making judgments, but I do find it sure. interesting. I do think it's related. I'm mad at your brother now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, it makes sense. Because like, it's funny, because like, even if I'm promoting an episode of my show or something, that's easier for me because it's me talking to somebody right you know talking about a subject right Right. but if it's just like me singing a song or something like that i don't know i don't know it just feels it's very
0: so because i think what we're really talking about is a certain kind of vulnerability because when you promote yourself you make yourself vulnerable like we all feel this way the hardest part of putting your work you know as a visual artist i mean we always say the hardest part is putting For any creative person, for anybody, I don't care if you're like making cookies from a recipe or a a mix. Putting putting yourself out there is hard. That's the hardest thing. But um, you know, when you're talking, like I could post a photo of something I made and whatever. But singing is very personal. Um, But but there's a certain kind of vulnerability that you. You may be cheating yourself out of the reward.
1: Oh, maybe. Perhaps. Um, it's weird because it's not. Because when I post, if I post like a a something of me singing, I don't know, me singing or me doing something, it's not even the whatever I'm doing. It's just me. I. It's like, I don't know, like. Like, I don't post a lot of selfies. So a lot of people post selfie after selfie after mm-hmm. selfie.
0: So what what goes on in your head? What are you thinking? Oh, no one wants to see this or they're going to make fun of me?
1: No, it's definitely, no, it's not making fun. It's just, I think it's more the latter or the former. Like No one's
0: interested. Right. <laughs> so I want to hear more about, so your brother was, can you give us an example of like something, what This is what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about, what I'm curious about is what happened in your family when your uh, brother did something mean and your father didn't do anything. Like, do you have an example you can illuminate us with?
1: Sure. I mean, like, my brother... Okay, so... My so, like I said, my brother's nine years older than me. he played on a traveling baseball team when he was like sixteen through eighteen um and I was the bat boy, and so my dad would be on all these trips, and I'd get to like be in the dugout and like it was i felt it was just a thrill for me right and be a part of the team and whatnot and time I would be too. Because I'm very, especially as a little kid, I was, like, very excited and talking to people and stuff like that. And he's not that way. And he would, you know, it would annoy him just to see me happy. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds vicious. It would no, annoy him no. to see me talking so much. And he just, you know, want to put me in my place. He tried
0: to control you.
1: Well, he was just not, he was just mean. And everyone knew it. It was no, it's not like he was secretly mean to me.
0: <laughs> what would people say?
1: his friends would kind of like his friends i mean it was tough because it's not like he would physically beat me no
0: i no no emotional you abuse know is really bad right it's so insane it is
1: and but when my dad you know to answer your question when he, my dad would see him do some you know treat mistreat me he would maybe say something off to the side to him but there was never and i've thought about this there was never any like Lay down, like you do not treat people this way, like consequences for it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and also know, like what what to really make him understand. He and really take, you know, to really put a make a point about it. He would have ideally called your brother out while you were there. You can't talk to him like that, so that you knew that your father didn't like it either.
1: Yeah, but also and like, you, mm-hmm. that he cannot do that. Like there has to be, you know, like, he, he never really, there was never any reason for him not to keep treating me that way.
0: Yeah, he didn't, yeah. Right. And um, he wasn't strong about it. Where Where was your mother in this? Where were your mother and your sisters?
1: Well, My sisters. Well, he, I, honestly, I don't.
0: They're the wrong thing.
1: Well, and he was probably he wasn't great to them either. You know, so they probably had the same kind of feeling. Uh, but my mom, she could have done more. I, I look like it's hard to... We're, like-
0: we're not. We're not. we look. You're. 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 You're in a great. <laughs> you know, your life is pretty fucking good. Okay, you've got oh, yeah. like a really popular Beautiful. show on Radio Free Brooklyn, tons of friends. You're living in New York City. Where there's no. no it, it, it. We're we're talking, you know, details here. So sure. I'm sure they did a. You know. We're not disparaging them, really. We're just talking about... And this is something that
1: I've talked to my mom about. I asked her that exact question. I was like, well, because my mom agrees that my dad never laid down the line. But then I did turn it on her. I said, well, well, why didn't you do anything about it? And she's kind of like, well... Exactly. Because, I mean, because my dad handled that stuff, but not with my brother. My brother, it was weird because my brother... Like, if I didn't, you know, study for a test or something like that, I, you know, that was dealt with. Like, I, there were consequences. We all had consequences, but for some reason, my brother and my dad had a relationship where it was just different. It was a very different relationship. Hmm. But it's weird because my brother is so unlike my dad.
0: Hmm. But they, do you think that your brother was filling some need that your father had that, that, for my dad, was your father hesitant to discipline him in general?
1: He, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Was he pl- yeah, was was, so.
0: was he a favorite? Was he the favorite?
1: Well, I mean, I don't think everyone We never felt like it was, you know, he was favored over us. Like my dad, you know, I think we all felt like us. We had a special relationship, but he was the firstborn. He they both shared that love of baseball. Um, They and so yeah, I think that he definitely kind of
0: He had more time with your dad.
1: Well that's absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Okay,
0: so I'm sorry, that's you know, that's that's kind of a favorite and I'm not I'm not talking about like that he really genuinely He just had more time with your dad. He had more faces. Yeah, he was
1: born before all of us. What? Right, he was born before he was born before all of us.
0: Right, but he also had more facetime because he had a lot more in common
1: well they that's the thing though they don't, they had baseball in common, but they didn't they you know their personalities are polar opposites. My dad is not an artist by any stretch. he appreciates it, but he's not an artist yeah um he died when I was twelve. Uh, I should put that out there probably just to you know, but that's uh, another kind of i think of another piece of kind of resentment that I have held on to is that I was twelve, my brother was 21, huge difference between a 12-year-old and a 21-year-old. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And, you know, what I would have given to had twenty one to have 21 years with him, and yet my brother seems to have learned nothing.
0: Oh, so you mean when your father passed away, um, your brother's already in college and stuff, right? Yeah. And so he didn't, so that's what I was sort of hinting, You know, referring to before where your brother you've kinda had your brother and your father and the father figure roles, but in a certain way your brother really was I mean, through your adolescence and stuff, he wasn't you know, your father we're talking about role models, right?
1: Well, but he was not a role model.
0: No, but also he didn't do anything he didn't he wasn't protective of you doesn't sound like he was protective of you when your dad Mm -hmm. wasn't around anymore like
1: well it's interesting because i definitely noticed like literally the week that all thing happened like when we lost my dad he you know tried to kind of be there for maybe a week and i'm not joking when i say a week but ever since then it's like he really hasn't stepped up and i and i kind of look at that and i almost resent it but i also it's just so not what i would have done let's put it that way mm, mm. you know
0: and uh wow yeah did your father if, if you don't mind me asking did your father mm. die suddenly
1: very he was he was a sudden heart attack
0: yeah so yeah. you were here today prepared. or here
1: one moment gone the next no not at all
0: so no one was prepared that's really traumatic yeah. I mean yeah. I mean the whole th- it's always traumatic but that's like really like one day that's it
1: yeah I mean literally we were sitting on the couch together watching a Mount Everest documentary <laughs> and then
0: that you know, happened while start, you were yeah, all that. together
1: it was just the two of us everyone else was out of the house
0: you were alone with your dad uh huh wow I know that. Wow, right? this is a shrinks, you know, what do you call oh, <laughs> this? Is a shrinks. Have you been to therapy?
1: You know, after that happened, I went and saw, I went to a psychologist for a while, but honestly, we ne- we talked about anything but that, anything but the experience. And I think that was probably by my choice. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a really nice guy. We just never talked about it. I never felt the need to talk about it back then.
0: Mm
1: hmm. a 12 year old
0: how did your how that must have been really hard on that's really tough i'm sorry to hear that Mm. that is really really tough how'd your mom handle the whole situation
1: yeah um she did i think she she did the best she could can you imagine like having five kids and suddenly i mean I yeah so so i admire her a lot for you know finding the will to you know, I was 12, so it's not like all the kids were out of the house. She still right. had three kids, like, literally in the, in the home. But she did a good, yeah, so she was great. She's, you know, it is interesting because I do remember seeing, like, when you lose, like, her, all of their couple friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, her life changed a lot, you know? The, her relationships with her friends kind of changed. She stopped being invited to certain things.
0: Oh really?
1: And I became very protective of her.
0: Ah
1: for sure emotionally. Uh. Like seeing her my mom is the middle child of seven. So oh, she's wow. yeah and she grew up like in a farm in Missouri and she's tough as she's tough. You know, she's she's loving and great but like tough. Right. So seeing her hurts and seeing her sad it's like oh. It's just, it's, yeah, to this day, it's like to see her, you know, vulnerable is, just kills you.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And your brother was out of the house, right? He was, yeah. So he, he didn't really absorb what you guys all absorbed in a way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, he had his special relationship with my dad. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure he's ever really dealt with it.
0: Yeah. I don't know in sound like it. So, what's your brother's life like? How did he, how did he turn out anyway? What's he do now?
1: He, so, yeah, he teaches high school English. He
0: in has Kansas. a daughter.
1: Yeah. Did uh, anybody yeah.
0: stay in Kansas? Your bro- your sisters? In-
1: um, for the most part, I mean, my one my sister who's the second youngest, she went to school in Chicago, and she was actually here in the city. We were both here in the city for like six or seven years and then she you know got a serious boyfriend and they moved back to kansas city like two years ago there you go yeah so now it's just me here now they're and that's tough knowing that everyone's there
0: they're all there together
1: and the nieces and nephews and they get together
0: wow um, wow are you committed to being here though
1: um I was, I mean, now with all this remote stuff, Uh it's like you can literally, honestly, I could have, for the past year, I could do my job and technically even host my show on Radio Free Brooklyn from anywhere. People are doing it from all over the place.
0: Mm -hmm. So So that makes you think. So has that made you think like, ah, maybe I'm out of here?
1: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I used to be... Yeah, I know. I used to be. This very- is such
0: a growth. No, because you know what? You're not done with this place yet. You there? I we're identifying an area where there could be growth for you. I think. Oh, sure,
1: perhaps. definitely, definitely. Yeah, it is real expensive identify- here, though. I mean,
0: like, I think that if you took took more risks um, as far as putting yourself out there, that you would be rewarded greatly. Yeah. Like what
1: kind of risks?
0: Well, um, self-promotion, but don't think of it as self-promotion. It's just doing what everybody else does. (laughs) I did this. I made this. You know, you're you're actually, it sounds like in a certain way, if you weren't as, I'm going to say, it seems... And I don't know. I mean, I'm, I have no, we all know I have no degree or, or formal training in therapy or anything. So this is all bullshit, what I'm saying. <laughs> Take it for what it's worth. Uh, is that, and you're not, you know, free, it's free, whatever. So the thing is, is that, um, I'm going to say that you're self-conscious about promoting yourself. And if you weren't self-conscious, you would just naturally be doing a little more of what you're calling self-promotion, which a lot of people is just saying, hey, I'm here, I did this, I, you know, look at me, not look at, like sharing what you're producing or sharing thoughts are sharing yourself and then I think that you would be getting a lot of positive feedback and connection that you could possibly be cheating yourself out of
1: yeah yeah I think so but I also think part of it is that I like I think I said this once before but I really do kind of love collaborating with people in, in any way, like whether it's conversation or musically or whatever. And so I, I think part of me thinks like if I'm just singing a song alone or if I'm just, I don't know, like it's just less interesting to me, so therefore I figure it's got to be completely uninteresting to other people.
0: See, that's the part that... That's the part that um, I think is... I'm I'm not even... That's a part where I think you're cheating yourself, and you're cheating all of us. Oh. If you say, "If I, uh, why would anybody be interested? If I'm not, no one's interested," and I'm saying, "I think, I mean, I doubt." First of all, I see all the crap that everybody puts out there
1: anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I happy doubt to it.
0: Do it. I doubt it. But how are you ever going to find out? Like, I think. This is, how, this is how I how I look at things. Like the mm-hmm. things that I do or whatever the things we do, we make them. They're our children, right? Yeah. They're not us. They're our children. And they need to go out in the world and see what it's like out there. And somebody's going to embrace them. And maybe, you know, I mean, not everything you do, but there's going to be, like that song. When I heard the song... That you sang today, I, I really enjoyed that.
1: Oh, I, good, I'm good. I
0: really like. I'm going to listen to it again. I <laughs> enjoy that. That brought me pleasure. Okay. Oh, and I think that you are, are assuming that no one wants to know. You're making up your mind for other people. You're making up. You're 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 assuming what other people are thinking. And I think that what would I think there could be growth in putting things out there and just seeing how they're, re- seeing, do do an experiment, put things out there, put, and just see how they are rese- received so you can find out.
1: Yeah, or not even worry much about it. Not worry much how people, because I don't want to fall into that social media, like, oh, I got to get likes. because yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: No, but I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that would be great if we could all get to where we don't (laughs) care, but, you know, that's right,
1: right, right.
0: But, like, let's get the work out there or whatever, you know? So, or write a paragraph and put it out there or something. But I think that you're, I think that also there's a certain level of holding, I want to say, I, I think of the word withholding comes to mind. Like there's something withholding because you're not sharing yourself with other people because you don't trust them. And I think that's going to get in the way of your personal intimate relationships with a partner.
1: But it's also something about me not, because it's it's more about me not thinking it's worth like if i have a request it's kind of like what we're talking about like if i have a need that i need met like at work or something i get so caught up in trying to like word it nicely and you know i understand people are busy but that i end up it's like it's so muddled that by the time i actually ask a it's unclear what i'm asking and b people are like what i just need to be cut to the ch- you know what I mean Just- no
0: you know what I'm going to tell you something I'm the same way I'm the yeah. same way and like uh, I really like it really like I got really fucked in corporate America and I would get fucked again today and that's uh, <laughs> some if I was in it and that's um, a problem that I can't solve
1: do and- you I was going to say do you feel like you could be should be more assertive
0: um, uh, not not the way I used to. Uh, but I have a workaround where I don't get involved with other with the organ. Like what I Radio Free Brooklyn has been very healing for me actually, because I feel like I have thrived there. But that's the only organization where I actually feel like I have thrived. But what I do is I do my projects and I put them out there, and I don't like try to get an organization i don't try to get pitch things to get approved right i just have an idea and i do it and whatever happens happens
1: right but did you ever feel like you were working within like when you were in the corporate world like if i don't know if one of your colleagues you know wasn't doing their job and you were to try and raise it to a superior would you a be like listen? So like this is not getting done, and we need to do something about it. See, I can't. I'm like, look, I know, I get it. It's not their fault, and I just, it's like I no, I'm, I'm exactly. With I,
0: I I couldn't. I couldn't like when I think about it. I still have problems with Tom. Ask Tom <laughs> telling about it. I I mean, I joke with him about it. He's my authority figure. Right, And Phil makes fun of me. I mean, I make fun of me. I I am, you know, from my own background or whatever, that stuff's in there really deep.
1: Yeah, exactly. But
0: I did find a workaround in a certain way where I'm able to do things. I mean, I'm not making money at it necessarily, but I'm able to do enough things on my own where I can feel good about what I'm doing and connect with other people through what I am doing and enjoy it, and get pleasure from it. So I found a way that I am comfortable doing what I'm doing. And, and then,
1: you that's know, it's all, all about.
0: You know, maybe you can overcome that. I tried desperately. I went to therapy. You know, I did everything I could. I just, it's, you know, there. It's very deeply. It's too, you know, it's too emotionally deep in my psyche to fix it. And I'm tired and I I'm owning it because otherwise I'll hate myself. <laughs> and <laughs> so I'm so okay funny. with it, you know. Yeah. But I found a workaround. I couldn't fix that. And I'm not saying you can. I'm just saying I know what you mean. And I couldn't ask for things. And I was afraid. I was afraid of getting fired and I would lose my job and I was living, you know, I wouldn't have an income. It was, I was an art director. It's really hard to get a job as an art director. So I was for in sure. deathly af- and really easy to get fired. So I was really afraid of losing an income. That's really yeah, the bottom line.
1: So many people are.
0: Yeah. I mean, so but it, it is I this not get past that.
1: It's this weird kind of dichotomy or this like juxtaposition because a lot of times when people like people I do know who have like listened to my show for example it always strikes me because they'll sometimes be like gosh you know you, you communicate so well that is the only time people have ever said that to me in my life is when they're listening to me on the show whenever I like am trying to like I said, raise an issue, raise a need at work or send an email about, you know, something that needs to be done by a certain time, I get so caught up in the soft wording and I don't want to in- in- inconvenience people that literally, A, it's a painful experience and B, by the time I say it or send it, I just need, I, I'm constantly trying to communicate better. Well, you
0: went through something like so traumatic and I know it was when you were a kid and all that, But, you know, the combination of your brother and your father and the whole situation, I don't think any, you know, I I just think it's very, very traumatic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can fix it or get around it or maybe you can't. But maybe, you know, like the thing is, is that um, what's really great is that you found a place, a radio show Mm -hmm. that you don't feel that way so that's that's the jonathan that isn't that person you are not that person you are that person in certain situations that's right but that's not who you are and think about it you have a two hour talk show do you know like i have an hour talk show and some not today but there there are times where i'm like a whole fucking hour two hours is incomprehensible <laughs> to me so oh. you obviously and you i know you love doing the show and you're really good at it and i know you have a lot of listeners it's always it's always on the leaderboards <laughs> and stuff so you have the talent and you have the ability to communicate. It's just that when you're in a situation, maybe That's like right. authority figures are where you're going to be judged, or maybe you're worried about losing uh, your job, or, you know, I mean, uh, where you're getting paid. It's very, it's a lot of pressure.
1: I think uh, it's that for sure. If I, I mean, what, if I could, because I never hold back opinions or anything on the show. If I could communicate in real life, the way I do on the show, I would be a com- people would think of me as a completely different person. I think, and I don't think it'd be like more pushy and more less, you know, friendly, because that is who I am. I think, but more, you know, I, assertive. I think,
0: I think like what what I what I try to get to, and I it's and I know what you mean in the on the radio. It's, it's kind of easier to get there. Is um, just to, like, say what you're saying. Like, you're a good person. You don't want to hurt anybody. And so your intentions are good. My, You know, so what I'm saying is if you don't edit yourself, if you're not, like, thinking, how is this going to sound, if you're not judging yourself and you're just you in the moment having that conversation, just stay in the moment. That's what my shrink always says to me. Be in the moment. So if you're in the moment saying whatever it is that you're saying, like you're a decent human being, you're not gonna say the say anything. Like, you, <laughs> totally you know.
1: destroying them. Yeah. Unless I mean, they need it. No, just kidding. No,
0: no. I mean, uh, I, I, I've, ha- I've had, I've had, I, I. I mean, I was. Tr- somebody once said to me, "Do you even know what you're saying?" <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's the worst because you'd be like say that to me. Because if someone said that to me, there's instances where I might be like. No, no, I don't. Let's just move on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, but that's, but that, 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 that's what I think. That's what I think. So, the more that you put yourself out there, like your radio shows, the excellent, excellent thing for you to do. And then, like, the more you put yourself out there in like social media or out in the world, you know, just without editing, without saying no one's interesting, get that out of your head. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Don't think about it. Don't think, is somebody interested? Is somebody not interested? Are you, do you want to connect? You're using your stuff, whatever that is, to connect. This is who right. you are, and you want to put it out there because you want to connect. And if you look at it from that point of view and you start doing that, then. It'll get easier and easier. It's like going to the gym. The first time's hard. The second time's pretty hard right. too. And then after a while, <laughs>
1: the fifth time's hard. The twelfth time's still hard. Oh, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We gotta, we gotta, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, no, for sure, can you think of one particular thing that we could work on? We could, we could set a goal that you could do. That would be that you have it that you've been holding back that you could put out there
1: uh put out there what do you think
0: like on social media maybe your music your singing uh i'm gonna put that out there for you but um, (laughs) is there anything else that you can think of
1: well i think honestly this is not this is less public but i think just saying what i need to say like don't think so much about don't think so much about how to say stuff just say it now, that's a personal challenge. <laughs> that's well, if you,
0: up. you know what? Here's a trick. If you say to somebody, I want to say this, and I'm, I know it sounds like I don't know what to say, but just give me a second and I'm going to say it. So call it out. Try calling it out. I kind of know what I want to say, and just give me a second. I want to say it. Or however you do it, call it out, and then you'll relax because... They'll be like, oh yeah, they'll they'll but encourage see, you. I think I
1: know what fair. I want to say. It's just I couch it because I don't want to be offensive. I don't want to, you know. So I couch so it. say
0: like, I'm worrying. I know you're. I am personally worrying about uh, saying something that you're not gonna, or you know, I don't. W- I want this to sound okay, and I don't know. Just let me, you know, this is what I think, or you know, let give yeah. me a heads up. Give me help me it. out.
1: Yeah, yeah, so for say, sure.
0: Let, let me see if I can figure this out on how to tell you this. So, uh, but uh, we only have two minutes left.
1: Okay. Well, this um, has been fun and I think, it's, I think it
0: was pretty productive. Definitely. Um, and I, I just want to um, let everybody know that uh, we really appreciate you listening to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And uh, I would love it if you would sign up please go to our website, check out, we have such great programming and check out um, our newsletter. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff this summer uh, because things are gearing up and you should really sign up for our newsletter and stay on top of what's going on with Radio Free Brooklyn. We have such great, any kind of music, talk, politics, comedy, you name it. So, John, tell us when your show is on. Do it. Tell us about your show again. We got one minute, literally. John, what happened? Oh, it's
1: every Monday night from 10 to midnight on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's called The Next Best Thing. Um, And you can follow us on Twitter at NextBestRadio, slash NBT Radio. And if you want to hear any music go to jonathanblerner.com and and just go crazy
0: <laughs> <laughs> great so have you uh you still singing are you doing any singing or
1: well not much right now because it's against the law with the <laughs> pandemic
0: <laughs> yeah i guess yeah that's uh, that's uh, that's bad for the aerosols right exactly all right, folks. Well, I just want to make sure that you stick around after this show. We have Lost and Rewound by Elin Denziger and a lot of great programming this afternoon. And, um, you know, thanks for listening.